Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Down a beer? It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Scotch? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time djlittlerock.com check availability and get a free price quote and maybe you can have me at your next event you know i like to party i like to party with the people the people need to be entertained are you not entertained let me entertain you make your next thing a big one speaking of entertainment today on the program i have matt pogue oh you've, you've heard that name matt pogue of simple stone oh Oh, you know that band, Simple Stone out of Sydney, Australia. Oh, you definitely know that band. They rock, okay? I've been listening to their music all day long, and they rock. And you're going to get to learn about Simple Stone and Matt Pogue in the next few minutes. So stick around. Very excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me, and I'm excited for you to hear about Matt Pogue and Simple Stone. This week's shows, uh, Friday night. That's my one public show. I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yes, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show at the Rab on Friday night from 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. Always a great time. Full bar, kitchens open, pool tables, pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, I encourage you to check out the Rab Friday night. The dance party is on. Oh, and try the food. Oh, my goodness. It's delicious. They always send me home with a little something, something. My, my mouth is watering just thinking about it. Mm. Come visit with your friends at the Rab on Friday night. Conway, Arkansas. Be there. 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. And then on Saturday, Saturday. I think I have a wedding on Saturday. In fact, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have a wedding on Saturday. I love my weddings on Saturday. I love my parties on Saturday. Always a good time. Always something different. The video dance party. And it usually ends up being a karaoke jam as well. Even my private events end up being karaoke jams because people like to sing. <laughs> and I got magic microphones. Everybody sounds pretty good. Although they may not sound as good as Matt Pogue of Simple Stone. Let's get into it with Matt Pogue, Simple Stone. I, I got him on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan. Skyping Matt Pogue of Simple Stone now. Beautiful. Ah, look at him. I'll have, I'll have to apologize, mate. I'm actually at work. Okay, you sound real good. Good day. Matt Pogue, where you at? There you go. I'm in Sydney, Australia, my man. Sydney, the big city. You know, yeah, the, the, the big the, city. Okay, what do I know about Sydney? Uh-oh, uh-oh, here he comes. Here he comes with the freaking crocodile Dundee. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't say shrimp on the barbie. No, don't do it. Don't don't say don't say good day, mate. Don't That's say not it. A knife. don't say good day, mate. Okay, I said it. All right, sorry, man, dude. So good. I've been okay. I've been listening to your music. You guys rock, Simple Stone. Hey, cool. I'm here to tell everybody, all the listeners. Well, my my loyal listener. I I, I always like to talk to that one person. That's out there. That's listening. And man, I'm we, talking to you. Oh, I get it. We, we play to the people in the back of the room every night, man. You know, like the people in the front are already here, but the people in the back of the room is where your audience is at. Well, you, so I totally get that. You know totally that's right. That well, the thing is, you have a very stripped down band. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, got, I got tastes of Rush. Um, I got tastes of, of uh, uh, oh my gosh, of Corn. I've got tastes of uh, ZZ Top. 
It's a three piece. Wow. Okay, I got taste yeah, of Van Halen, but but a, there's a lot of of Rush because I'm hearing the singer guitarist, which is you. Yeah. I'm see, I'm hearing the the bass, which is oh my goodness, see, so do, well done. And then I'm hearing the backbeat, so hard hitting, guitar driven, yeah, man. bass rhythm, uh, backbeat hard with your vocals. You have you can do guttural that oh 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 my gosh, man, uh, it it would hurt wow, my throat flattering. if I tried to do that. But um, okay. Let's uh let's take it back, man. We got some time here. Hopefully, you have a little bit of time. How much time do you have? Yeah, man. Oh, look, what do you got? Half an hour. I got I got your time. So okay, no problem. I'll try to make it quick, man. But I want people to know, you know, anybody can go out there, search up Simple Stone, search up Matt Pogue, and you're gonna find the music. But I want to hear about the man behind the music Correct. a little bit. Tell me about about little. A little itty bitty Matt Pogue. Where did you start out in this great big world of ours? Where did we start out? Well, like everybody else in a womb, really. You know, um, you know, came out to be a tiny little dude. Grew up to be a uh, a guitar player. Mate, uh, found my roots in rock and roll. You know, uh, wanted to make it heavy, do it heavy. You know, not too heavy, not metal heavy, but you know, big sound kind of heavy. And uh, found the right dudes to do it, and away we go. Okay, I, I did. I didn't mention in the beginning. I'm a child of the '80s, class of '86 rules, and I am hearing you're talking about the heavy, but not too heavy. You have yeah. the the sounds of the hair bands, the metal bands, the 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 ballads that you put out, the the hard rock that you put out. Still got a little bit of uh, Vince Neil in there. You know, not just, wow. oh my goodness, there's there's some Molly Crew, there's some Cinderella, there's some of that in there where you have that presence where I know if people go to a Simple Stone show, they're going to get their money's worth. They're going to get a show, not just, uh, you know, yeah, going, not just getting out of the house, getting you know, away from their big screen TV. You know, you're going to give the people what they want. You're going to give them a little extra. I mean, where did you learn all this stuff? I, I know you weren't born with a guitar in your hands. You weren't born with metal <laughs> records uh, streaming through your ears. Who's giving you the Absolutely Who's awesome. giving you the instrument? Who's giving you the the records? Who's turning you on to all the the music that's influencing you? And who's influencing you? Yeah, right. Well, that's, that's a couple of big questions right there. So I guess uh, when I was in high school, I got sick of studying. Man, I bought a Strat bought a distortion pedal, bought a big amplifier and decided to make some noise. Uh, I'm self-taught um, and, uh, you know, just kind of went about it however I wanted to do it, which has been really freeing for us because we, if we write a ballad or we write a heavy song, it doesn't really matter, you know, like we don't play within the boundaries of what we think, you know, are um, uh, constrict us, so we don't sort of bother with that. Um Influence-wise, I grew up on all of the, you know, the Metallicas, the Skid Row, you know, the um, uh, Motley Crue, you know, ACDC, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then coming into the 90s, I always liked the, you know, Sepulturas and the Megadeths and, the, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it wasn't until I found a band called King's X, which you'd be familiar with, and uh, Dogman particular, particularly, came across my ears and uh, I just breathed it in and they do a lot of vocal melodies you know they've got a big sound and I was like that's what's floating my boat and that's what I want to do you know um, three guys doing harmonies nobody particularly really aggressive vocal nature you know the big screams were absent but it gave my particular vocal range a position in a band and uh you know i just went out pursuing that it, you know i almost almost sort of credit them to giving me the confidence to go out and be me in a band and uh i met i met i've had many drummers but i met a particular guy uh, that we're still friends with he doesn't play with us at the minute but he was just such an accomplished drummer a big heavy hitter you know he was busy all of the time playing the right part, not overplaying, but just playing the right parts. And it formed a big part of our sound. 
and that's been, you know, uh, integral to maintaining. And I've been fortunate enough over the years, I've always been able to find that guy. So, you know, uh, drums, as you mentioned, the backbeat, the drums and the bass are, are, are big to us. You know, we're only a three-piece and we make a ton of noise, man. You know, when we're doing it live, they're carrying it. The boys are carrying it, and uh, hats off to them because they're killing it, you know? Well, Matt Pogue, you being the guitarist, being the vocalist, it's very important that you recognize the rhythm section, the drum. and Matt, the, totally. Oh, you have to because you know that's the driving force of the – you're you're the one that's out front that's telling the story, but they're the ones that are getting the people moving, making them feel a certain way, making them feel it in their lungs, especially if you have a good place with a good sound system. And if you have a drummer that's drumming hard, oh, my goodness, I hate it when they put them behind plexiglass. Oh, oh, that's so stifling for a drummer. But I know they have to do it from time to time, especially if the club is small and the people's ears, their little ears are going to get hurt. No, no, this this big bad band is going to make me make my ears deaf for the next couple of days. Well, that's what I want, man. Make so, a bleed, man. Yeah, sometimes you want to go out and you want to rage, man. You, you've you've been working hard all week and you're still working. I could see you in your work shirt. For the people that are listening to the that listening to the audio version of this, check out the video version. You're gonna see my man right there. You know, in his work shirt, taking some time out, probably on his lunch break. So instead of eating his sandwich, he's talking to you. Yes, you. <laughs> all right, but. Sitting my sitting in my high like you, you know, doing the Australian dream, my man. No, but that's fantastic. Okay, look, the day job affords you uh, to be able to do the night job. The the, the day job gives you that uh, steady income, gives you that insurance. Uh, a lot of people, you know, don't know that if you take you you, you go and you want to be a, a musician full time, you may not get that insurance. You may not get that steady paycheck. Yes, the money can be good, but the work's not steady. It's always a hustle. But uh, you've been hustling from way back. You said uh, school's not good for me. I'm going to go to the school of hard knocks. I'm going to be a starving musician. You know, a starving artist, yeah. which which can and does happen. But there's those few that really put their effort into it and put their their mind to it and i see that you've put man your your youtube videos go back at least six years and there's video to them i'm a child of the 80s i already mentioned that so having that visual having that youtube video yes i get to play that at the club on friday night at the at the uh, event on Saturday, if I get to choose some of the music, you know, some simple stones going to be up there on the on the screen, and uh, yeah, and people are going to go, "Who is that?" Oh, that's Simple Stone. They're out of Sydney, Australia. You should give them a look. You should give them a listen. You should buy some merchandise so they can keep doing what they do. Buy some merchandise. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Because I, you know, I know that <laughs> you know streaming your your uh, music. It, you're not you're not making a lot of money with the streaming. A lot of the the bands are are going live. That's the only way that, to make money. And the merchandise, buying a T-shirt, get a hat, buy a sticker. That's where you make your money nowadays. That's where it's at. Is that what's happening? Totally, totally. Yeah, we still we still print the you know a CD and and sell that online, but we don't make any money out of the online streams, man. You know, nobody does. I don't know. I, the, the whole the whole industry going to streams online killed just about every musician I've known, but I'll never understand it. So what do you do? You know, we put out other forms of, of media. We, we you know for purchase, we put out uh, t-shirts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and try and make a try and make a living out of that. Hit, hit the road, get out, play shows. You know. Do all that. Yeah, I often wonder what a record company is doing for an artist now. Uh, they used to be the distribution, used to be you know getting the albums pressed out and sending them all over the country and all over the world uh, to be uh, listened to by folks like me. Uh, you know, but um, yeah. that that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, you know, for the most part, the the bands are doing the work on their own, and maybe they have a small team that's working on their social media. Now, I did find your your website, which is very very informative uh the simple stone because cool. you're on australia and it does mention you know that you you are the singer 
songwriter, guitar player. That that is yep. your your job. And I do want to talk about your bandmates. You do have uh, Shanks. The now, now okay, I yeah, watched man. a video from six years ago when I was going up through the oh, years. Yes. I found this is my first my first thought of you. You were the 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 Motley Crew. The um, you were the the lead singer from the hair band at that time. The bassist sure. kind of looked new wave. He was wearing a suit, so he had that new wave feel to him. The oh, drummer yeah. was wearing yeah. corn rolls at the time, so he kind yeah. of looked like like corn, like uh, like a nineties yeah. guy. Did I did I get yeah. any of that right? What were those influences? Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're right there. Yeah, that band at the time, that's obviously the hands film clip with the suits. Uh, Kraken song is actually one of my favorites that we do. Um, uh, yeah, you know, um, Heath, in the, Heath in the time, he was a bass player. Uh, he's a huge Motley Crue fan, huge Nicky Six fan, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're all of that kind of era. Uh, drummer at the time, uh, he was a uh, – he's actually – probably more of a Blink-182 fan than anybody. You know, Travis Barker was his, you know, big go-to guy for inspiration. And, uh, yeah, so, look, as I say, we just put it together. We just, you know, knock it out and come up with a concept for a clip and a concept for a look and get out there. The hair, the hair, my hair, it's always kind of going to stay. I don't know. It's like a legacy thing, I guess. If I cut it off, I'd probably lose all my strength, you know. Might lose some mojo, you know. But, um, yeah, we're just doing our thing, doing, you know, in the style that we know how. So if we do sort of, you know, cross genres and we do cross eras and decades, you know, then that's off to us, man. That's awesome. Well, Mad Mad Pogue, (laughs) many of the hair bands cut their hair. I'm thinking about Eddie Van Halen. When he cut his hair, all the ladies... Uh, like uh, there was like a uh, uh, six, uh, well, what is it? Three three million ladies in the world had let out a gasp. Oh, yeah, they, they all just cried. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was like Samson getting his haircut by by Delilah. But uh, you know, I don't think he lost. I don't think he lost anything. Now you said you were you were you were playing a strat. Uh, tell me what kind of strat you had uh, for the listener. Yeah, my, so my first guitar was a was a Hondo strat. Uh, picked it up off a friend, tore the single coils out, stuck a humbucker in it. Makes a better noise with a humbucker in it. Um, you know, then uh, played that for a, a few years and, and ended up switching to a Les Paul, and uh, that kind of became my home. So I play a Les Paul or a three three five pretty much most of the time, and uh, yeah, that's that became my home, I guess. Well, I'm not familiar Strats with the awesome. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Hondo Strat. I had a Squire Strat, which is like their lesser. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, their lesser brand, and it had uh, three single coil uh, 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 pickups. And but then I had the yeah. Ibanez 120 that had two humbuckers on it, which is double coils. And I think that oh. Ibanez it sounded so much richer because of the 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 pickups. Yeah. I mean, talking about a sound. And and what is it you you want? Do you want the tinny sound when you're when you're playing certain songs? And do you want the warm sound when you're playing other songs? I'm not much of a guitarist. I I play three chords maybe. And uh, but uh, yeah, sure. you know, you're self-taught. How do, how does somebody do that, man? That is a superpower. Well, thank you, thank you. I'll go back to the sound. So yeah. I'm pretty like most guitar players. I'm pretty particular about my sound. Uh, so I, I, you know, I experimented with the Strat and I didn't quite get to where I was going. Uh, went to the went to the Les Paul. It was a bigger sound. It was more solid sound. And I use a particular kind of pickup for those listening. It's a Damasio Tone Zone. That know what that is? Uh, it gives me a high amount of output, but I've got a lot of articulation across the high strings, so I can pick chords and uh, still get the voicing correct right so i get a bigger sound so rather than just playing like a power chord or something i'll play a full chord a lot of open strings so it just produces for me a bigger sonic you know output i guess um yeah well it's good that you You pay attention to your your equipment because you have a lot of responsibility being the front man 
and the guitarist. You're not only doing the rhythm guitar, you're doing lead as well. So that's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. You have to, to tell that story, like I was saying before. Yeah, you got the rhythm section that's driving that beat. But if you fall asleep at the wheel, that's it. The show's over. You know, they're, 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 they're man. What's that? I say we're hitting the fence. You know, we're coming into a pole if I fall asleep. So, uh. <laughs> absolutely, man. You got that right. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, you know, thankfully that doesn't happen. I haven't seen that uh, on your videos. You're, you're bringing everything you got. You're, and the quality of the music. Yeah, you can make a demo at your house with maybe a, you know, $1,000 worth of equipment, but you are actually going to a studio. You have to be. Who is recording your music? Because it oh, is yeah. clean. Yeah. So what uh, our process is, we demo everything. So I'll do a, a demo. I've got a, uh, a recording rig. I've got a, a studio in my house. Uh, you know, I, I, I use that for, as I say, creating demos or just sending ideas to the boys and just, just you know, interest sort of stuff. But then we go into a studio and, uh, and get someone to do it a hell of a lot better than we can. And at the present time, for the last probably four or five years, we've been using Studio Blues here in, uh, in Sydney. Uh, Dave is a fantastic fella. Uh, he lets us work the way that we need to work. He's an excellent dude. He's got a great ear. You know, he's always onto us about, you know, the minute detail. And I think that's what makes, you know, a fantastic record, you know. We're really happy with the results that we got out of the latest album. Now, you say uh, Studio Blues. You cut out a little bit because of this technology. Studio Blues in Sydney, Australia. I'd like to give credit where credit is due because if you're getting that good sound, if anybody's in the area, I want you to use the same uh, you know, same guy, same equipment, because the engineer is like an editor in the movie. You know, it's it, that's the guy that can make the music that much better. You know, you're going to take that raw Correct. material that you get fed. Uh, you know that that stone, simple stone, is going to bring to you. You're going to get that. I don't know. Do you guys record all together, or are you recording uh, separately? Because it used to be back in the '60s and '50s, you, you would all get in one room and just play your hearts out. But nowadays, I'm hearing more and more yeah. where it's a, a lot of you know. I'll get the vocals, I'll get the drums, I'll get, and then I'll put it all together using yeah. a, a, a equipment. Tell me how you how do you do it? Well, it's a bit of both ways, man. Um, for the last record, we, we isolated everything. We single-tracked absolutely everything. And we, that gave us the most amount of flexibility for, uh, for editing, etc. Um, uh, but we normally uh, uh, demo live. So we'll just have a, you know, a, you know, an old-school tape recorder or a digital device or something like that in the room. We record the song. And that's, that's kind of where you can learn to vibe off the individual focus of each section of an album you know, or a track. So if there's something that really needs to heavy up, you'll feel the groove just in the room, and then that becomes a focus of something we take into the studio and try and record. Uh, the, the the last album, Chronicles, uh, we live demoed everything. So we recorded the entire album live uh, and then went in and, and uh, multi-tracked everything. The multi-track came out better than the, uh, the live recording just because of the flexibility that you have. But then uh, the album was done, and we went back in to do Losing You, which we did live. So, you know, it's a bit of both worlds, man. It's however it comes out, you know. Yeah, what's a tape I would recording? say moving forward, <laughs> moving forward, you know, multi-tracking is a lot easier to have a drummer in a room, a bass player in a room, guitar, you know, all that sort of stuff separate. It gives us the most amount of edit- editable flexibility, you know? Well, I know my listener is going to ask, what's a tape recorder, Grandpa? What's a tape recorder? <laughs> are, are you actually the using... The thing that came after vinyl, fellas, it'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, are you actually <laughs> using cassette tapes? Do they still make those? No. Okay, so this no. is a digital tape, a digital recorder of some kind. I actually have it in the back seat of my car at the present time, yes. It is a, uh, uh, a multi-track uh, desk with a hard disc recorder in it. 
you know, records to SD card. Everything's on when the lights are flashing. Rock, rock music's being made. So, you know. A good creator such as yourself has to be ready at all times. My goodness. I just bought, <laughs> bought myself a, a, a little set of, uh, of, of wireless microphones that attach to my phone. Oh, yeah? So if I ever have to do a podcast like out on the field, I can do a video podcast anywhere, anytime, any yeah, wow. place. And if cool. you, you have that in your back seat, so if the mood strikes you, I'm sure there's a guitar somewhere within uh, arm's reach at most <laughs> most times in your life, right? Yeah, so there's one in the back. Cha! So, yeah, there's one, there's one at my desk. Funny thing, you know, like uh, if creativity takes me, I just rip it out and away we go, you know. Yeah. You know, the cool thing is uh, I, I also use the voice recorder on my iPhone a lot, you know, Um that way I can just knock ideas into it and then come back to them, you know, maybe that night or the next day or whenever. Maybe, you know, I still go through them to pull out little ideas that I had months ago, you know, and that kind of forms the, the library of ideas that we've got floating around. So, you know. Well, I mentioned you're yeah. the songwriter. My goodness, I, I, you know, most of the songwriters that I've ever talked to have so many ideas popping through their heads. And if it's all they can yeah. do to get them out on paper or get them into a recorder. Do you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and go, oh, that was a good riff. Hold on. I got to put that down. Dude, dude, it happens. It happens. So uh, passing through, right? So the second single from the album, track number three off uh, Through This Dark. Uh I was sitting there watching a movie with my kids and I'd actually put down all of the track and I kind of built it a little bit mathematically. You know, I, I had this conceptual idea about how the track was going to go together and the, we'd already recorded the album. The album was done. Uh, it was being mixed. I came up with kind of these guitar parts and, uh, you know, and, and whatnot. And I'm sitting there watching a movie and all of a sudden I got the idea for the lyrics uh, completely unrelated to the movie because I wasn't really interested. Uh, to be honest, I was daydreaming and not focusing. But uh, I just said, "Guys, I got to go." Nicked upstairs in my studio, put them, put the uh, put the mics on, got things live, ran some vocal ideas down, and uh, sent it to the fellas like that afternoon and said, "Learn it. We're going into the studio next weekend. We're cutting this track. It's sick." And it became our second single. So, you know, yes, like when lightning strikes, you kind of need to pay attention, then, You know. Do you know that that was sitting in my head, lightning strikes, even when you're having uh, daddy uh, kid time, which is great. It's nice that you you can mix that family time, but then lightning strikes. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. And and you... uh, Yeah, unfortunately, Dan, they did get ignored for the next four hours, but you know, that's... (laughs) The kids are resilient, you know, and they know that dad's got to... Dad's got to get to work, and that's how they get their iPods and their and their cellular phones. Totally, <laughs> that's, totally. So that's how they get their, get their vid- phones, so, yeah. video games. You want to play Fortnite? Daddy's got to get to work. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, look, I, and I know that you have a family, and that's that's a balance right there. Uh, you know, to have a, a a working band that wants to tour any kind of place, even even if you want to yeah. go a, a half hour outside of Sydney. It takes a toll on a family, and you got yeah, three guys. Yeah. I, I mean, do the, are the other two guys family oriented as well? Or I mean, to try to get no, guys? they're not. No, Shanks. Shanks doesn't have any kids, okay. which is it's a bit sad because he'd make a rockin' dad, you know. Uh, Bowie, uh, my current drummer, is twenty-one, so you know, I'm hoping he doesn't have any kids. Maybe he's got illegitimate ones somewhere. I don't know, you know. Um, but yeah, we um, in. Playing in Australia, I'm sure it's the same in the States, a big country. Um, Australia, in Sydney, there's not much of a rock scene anymore. Like, there's either really hardcore metal or really folky sort of stuff. So, to get out and play shows, we've got to travel, yeah? So, uh, we've got a bunch of shows coming up uh, in Orange, in Armadale, in Tamworth, you know, and they're all three, you know, Orange is probably three and a half hours drive west Armadale's six hours north, you know, we, we go, in the last lot we did, we did uh, Yamba and Newcastle, and Yamba's like eight hours drive or seven hours drive or something north of it. So, you know, when we go to Melbourne, it's it's 10 hours south of us. So we just go and play all the regional centres and get out, 
play to good crowds, play to people that actually still want to hear rock and roll. And uh, you got to travel to do it. You know. Well, the dream, Matt Pogue, you know, once, once you get to a certain age and you do want to start a family, and I, I tell the kids whenever I can, uh, wait till you're 30, wait till you sow your oats, you know, do your, uh, do everything you want to do to get your career in order when you're 20s, but, you know, by the time you're 30, eh, maybe start to think about settling down if that's what you want to do, uh, you know, find a mate, you know, find somebody you can travel through this world together with and i'm glad you have that matt Pogue. uh matt pogue yeah, a, you know you have love you have children uh, you know you have a family that keeps you balanced and centered i mean i that- have a i have a very understanding family my man you know when dad disappears on friday morning and doesn't sort of surface till one o'clock you know monday morning you know there's forgiveness there you know see that's the life life of a of a touring musician that is difficult at best i mean me i you know i try to keep it within well within three or four hours i i've done shows that are four hours away but i want to get back to my family i do want to get home and and, you know to my lovely wife so sometimes i'll go out there do a four or five hour show and then drive on back i mean i i I can see I could see you doing that as well, but at 10 hours, yeah, that, that's difficult. Yeah, well, you, you, you've got to make the trip worth it, man. You've got, to, you've got to do a couple of shows on the hop and, you know, play them on the way there, on the way home, you know. Um, as I say, leaving home Friday morning, you know, taking off north and then yeah. coming back, doing two shows Friday, Saturday, and then a Sunday night somewhere like in Newcastle, which is kind of two hours drive from where I am, and you're home by 1 o'clock in the morning. You're at work at seven o'clock the following morning you know it's uh it's it, it does get a bit tough but um we uh we work that out with family and you know we make sure that we're around for the significant times and you know there's forgiveness there as i said so well i mean beyond the the monetary uh, reward that makes it worthwhile the other thing that makes it worthwhile is the fans actually showing up my goodness without without people totally. at the shows you're not going to get booked again so i i implore you know my loyal listener go and support your local band and hopefully you're local to sydney or melbourne or any of the other places that i have to put on the what makes you famous walking tour when i go to australia to try to see if we could we can uh follow and and be groupies of the simple stone band out there <laughs> my goodness man you, you know it, you, well here's the other the other dream have you ever uh, been able to take uh, your family and make it a little mini vacation uh, is that possible is has yeah, that happened? yeah we always used to so uh i haven't done for the last little while kind of covid ruined all that over here covid just it messed the whole joint up man you know like there were times when we couldn't leave the house there was times we couldn't leave five kilometers away from our own home and you had to show your license and address to get anywhere so that that kind of really messed stuff up you know um but yeah totally the the uh the family used to travel with us you know when we were uh when we were doing longer away dates nowadays they're kind of like meh i'm kind of sick of that dad you know well, I've been thinking about that. The, the whole world went through a shared experience. If we don't think that we're one people, my goodness, that COVID hit everyone on the planet in one way or another. It really did. I, I think we really should did. we should know that we need to get along in this world. Quit fighting, you know? Go see a show. Uh, go listen to some music. Listen to some Simple Stone music. Uh, you know, I, I always want to bring it back to that. Sense. Oh, my goodness, man. But, uh, you know, hey, I guess people are going to fight. I mean, I always followed my brother growing up, and, you know, I, that was my brother. I love that boy, you know. But uh, why, why? Why do we fight? Why fight? I don't know. I, but, uh, you know, this, yeah. this shared experience, we, we, that should bring us all together, really. But, um, you know, I, I think we heard how it was in Australia. It was pretty, pretty locked down, pretty tied down. I think you, you guys did yeah. it right. I don't think anybody did it better than, uh, what, New Zealand. What do they have, like, uh, like three cases in the whole, on the whole island? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> they did really, really well. I don't know whether that's awesome for their, you know, herd immunity and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. look, you know, they did well of it anyway well i mean you know. that's like uh, half of europe they i think they went through the herd immunity they had to lose a, couple, uh, a few folks which is a sad thing for sure they lost a few 
But they they went that route. So we have that 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 social experiment, that scientific data that can be used for for years to come. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry we we became a science experiment, but I'm I'm glad it's almost we're over. Sorry, we're worldwide lab rats, man. <laughs> I'm glad it's almost over, man. Here, here in the south of uh, the United States, here in Arkansas, you know, I'm from Miami. Uh, you know, Florida was it's uh, it's one thing, but Arkansas was a whole nother thing. And it's just uh, we we had uh, there were science experiments from house to house. This guy was wearing a mask. This guy wasn't. Oh, it was crazy. But you know, I know a lot of uh, creatives during that time really let their juices flow. Man, they were making songs, they were making movies, they were writing scripts, writing books, writing plays. Uh, there was so much going on while you were locked down in your house. Did you take some of that time? Uh, you know, I guess spend some time with the family, but then uh, shoot upstairs and maybe write a song or two. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, we were um, when it, when it kind of hit, we were on tour. And uh, we, we booked some studio time in the back end of 2020 to, to do the record. But then the record took so long to do because we, we couldn't actually be in the same room as each other. It was, it was illegal, right? So we were kind of sending lots of demos back and forth. And then we, our, we had a, a drummer change in that kind of time. Our drummer um, decided that music wasn't for him any longer and we had to, you know recruit another fellow who was a session guy who'd done a lot of work with us anyway um, to learn the album and, and then kind of try and get together in between the lockdowns to rehearse the music, you know. So, yeah, we spent a lot of time um, uh, honing the craft, I suppose. That You know, we had enough time to make a record, man, so we had enough time to make it good, yeah? Well, I mean, there's um, very few bands. Yeah, out of that. Go ahead. Oh, so Sorry? Oh, there's very few bands that stand the test of time with the same personnel, you know, for years and years on end. You know, even the Beatles, you know, arguably one of the biggest bands of all time. You know, they only lasted what nine, ten years. What? What? what were they, yeah, you know, they really weren't. And then they had to split up because they they were probably getting tired of each other. But uh, you know, they, yeah. there's a there's a only a few bands that have made it twenty, thirty, forty years maybe a handful maybe two handfuls that i can think of right yeah. now that have the yeah. same yeah, personnel sure. that they started with back you know 30 40 years ago and they're still doing it yeah but it's tough yeah, to keep a family together we've learned a lot about how to get on with each other you know and how to have tolerance for each other especially as we get older you know um we've got Got a really, you know, family-based orientation to the relationships that we have with each other. If uh, if someone needs assistance, or if someone, you know, um, you know, it's kind of like having two brothers, I guess. You know, if someone's not up to something, or they need, they need, as I say, some assistance or some help. You know, we just give it to them. It might just be understanding. You know, hey, I can't come tonight because of whatever. You know. As long as as long as the band is driving in one direction, you know, with the with the same focus, then all the rest of the little hurdles we can get over. And Shanks has been playing with us for a long time now, and we've 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 just kind of worked out how to get along. You know, he needs space at times, especially when we're on the road. You know, and I uh, and I kind of need someone to have a conversation with. So we 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 work that out. We work out how to treat each other, and um, I think that's really important for longevity of bands you know see it's good that you get understanding along. where each other's at absolutely because you're 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 three different personalities we have eight billion yeah. people on this planet we're all different personalities so we have to adjust a little bit to try to get along with each other but uh you know and i, yeah. I noticed it said it says bowie the other one <laughs> yeah david bowie was uh one of my you know, favorites not the, Dave, not the david bowie yeah the alex bowie yeah. yeah, that's the one you need to you need to know about, uh, my loyal listener. All right, I want to be respectful of your time. I, usually, I go an hour with these things, but I know you. Oh want... man, I've got I got time, dude. I got time. So you just you just do your thing. Oh my goodness, man! Well, no, I know you're on break and everything, so I don't I don't want to. Uh, uh, I know that we can come back at any time and talk about projects that are happening. Sure. And I know, man, sure. albums. You know, I used to pick up albums when I was on the radio. And I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed as I was putting that platter on the technique turntable, I would pick up the album 
looking inside at the uh, at the liner notes. I mean, you say you still print CDs. Do you put liner notes in? Give a little information about the song <laughs> yeah, where you definitely. were. I mean, what what kind of info is is in? I'll say one of the songs or in the liner notes. What? Oh, you're, you here, here. He has a CD right next to him. I actually don't have a copy yet. Okay, I've he was got reaching one of the for old it. Ones. I got one of the uh, one of the Chronicles ones. There you go. Well, tell me about the liner notes in there. So the liner notes is inside this is a full lyric sheet. So this was this is you know lyrics to absolutely every song on the album. You know, it's a big document. I like uh, that. This time around, we decided that uh, we were going to kind of cover off that online. But, uh, you know, still like, you know, who is the band, you know, who we think, who, where we recorded the album, all that sort of guff, which is, which is important to me. I, you know, I, I still buy recorded media. I still buy CDs. I still buy vinyl. Um, actually bought a whole pile of vinyl uh, recently, uh, four albums of the band got their back catalog on vinyl. And they didn't have a single album sleeve. And I was I was really disappointed at that. But that's but that's consumerism. That's you know it, it's not important to people, and it's costly to do more artwork. It's costly to do more printing. You know, so we try and give as much as we can, just on the smallest uh, format possible, I guess. But yeah, if you're picking up a CD, there's a line of notes. There's where we recorded it. There's who we did it. Who mastered it? You know, the staff of the band. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. So there's still stuff to read. Yeah, you're giving credit where credit is due, and that's nice, man, because you know it's a team. You can only go so far on your own. Matt Pogue, you can go upstairs, you can get your guitar, you can sing, you can make a demo, but you need your boys to help you out. You need Dave over over at the studio uh, to to go even further. So it's nice. And tell me about, you know, the team that's helping you uh, navigate this social media. Are you doing it all yourself? Yeah, so Shanks is your man. Um, so he does most of our social media. I chime in here or there, but I'm a, uh, you know, it's not my forte. Uh, he also does all of our videos. So, um, like, we produce our own film clips in house. Uh, we find a location, we've got a videographer that slides in, shoots it, and then gives all the raw footage back to Shanks, and Shanks uh, produces it all. Just due to the fact that we, we're trying to keep costs down and we feel that, you know, video content's really important to help the track translate, you know. When you're watching, when you're watching nothing and, you, you know, it's uninteresting, the song doesn't translate. And if you're just listening to a random MP3 from somewhere, if it doesn't have any tangibility to it, Dan, it, it doesn't resonate with you, you know. So we, we're a big believer in... in putting out video content with the songs um, and to keep a cost down we do it all ourselves you know and there's been a few lessons there you know hasn't always been awesome but um, you know we're, we're getting there and uh, I hope it's rocking you you know man it definitely is rocking me and I've been a working DJ since 86 you know, I don't play a lot of instruments I've had guitars I have a full piano sitting out there uh, you know I, I could uh, the tambourine uh, the harmonica can't play anything I, I, I have to to play stuff from you and I've been on the radio and I've been a mobile DJ since then and videos my goodness MTV was still was uh, still playing music videos back then hey anybody remember those no no you don't remember yeah. MTV playing music videos well they did and i used to take uh two vcrs watching headbangers ball man yeah i'd take two vcrs and like an av setup and i would play i do like a music video party going video to video to video and of course i had my techniques when i was doing music parties but uh you know those those days are are uh are, are gone i've mixed them all together gave up my techniques and now it's music video parties. Whenever I go out, I put a I put up a couple of yeah, screens cool. and I play videos. And I'll be playing some Simple Stone videos this weekend for hey, sure. Cool, thanks, man. My, oh my goodness, you got Appreciate you, it. That's you awesome. rock so hard that Tina, the bartender over at the Rab, I know she's gonna get up on the table and she's gonna say, "Who is that? I got to I got to know," because she is all about the edge. She likes the metal. She likes it when it rocks. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll do an '80s party. Or a 70s party, but I think this weekend it's going to be metal. It's going to rock. Yeah, 
So I, I think you'd fit, yeah. you'd fit right Until in. Tell them all I said goodnight, eh? Oh, for sure. I'm saying it right now because I, I think T- Tina is a loyal listener. <laughs> but uh, yeah. hey, Tina. <laughs> notwithstanding. But my goodness, man, you, okay, you're, you're, you're making albums, which is uh, strange already to me. Nowadays, people are putting out just singles. Uh, you know, you put out a yeah. single at a time. Uh, you know, what, what gives you the idea? that you still have to make albums? Is it because you can't give up the old for the new? Or what's happening? No, I guess um, when you put an album together, it becomes a story. It becomes a story of, you know, a few years that you've put it together. Now, in that time, mind you, you know, we, we do other things. We do some covers. We do, you know, um, the ran- random single. We, we've, we're doing a song with Ashley Bean Band. Um, she's a fellow US woman uh, she's done some back and vocals on a, on a song called Start Over which we will release you know in the coming months um, so we do try and do things in between it to keep us keep our hand in and keep us interested but uh, doing a full length album for the people that care and for the fans that want material and they want something other than just a song it's there and sometimes well not sometimes I've never been able to do it. Maybe some people can. Trying to get all of your musical focus into one song is nigh impossible for me, right? So we've got acoustic, you know, uh, influences. We've got metal influences. We've got rock influences, you know. And, and so we, we, we write a body of songs. We put out, you know, the entire album, and it's there for people, I guess, to pick through and find their favourites, you know. Well, so I, I an album's still important. I Still saw, important. I saw where Miss Bean uh, was thanking you uh, for allowing her to to sing your song. Is that something new? Yeah. Are you just starting to do collaborations? Because I didn't see you doing a lot of collaborations in the past. Is that something no, that's so, happening soon? Well, the big thing is that here in Sydney, we approach you know all of our peers, you know our, our fellow musicians, and they all didn't want a bar of it. You know, the song "All the Same," which was the first song off the uh, through this dark album i wanted to get all of you know like the the singers and from from all of the local bands that, all, that we play with we stand shoulder to shoulder you know friday saturday nights you know and get them all on the one track so everybody said yes send it all out nobody got a track back to me nobody got a single breath back to me which was disappointing but we just had to look further afield man so you know, to to share the uh, the music with Ashley's been awesome because I'm not a female voice. I've got a deep male voice. She's got a cracking good chick voice. And it just, you know, when I wrote the song, there was more than me going on on that vocal line. And I just had to put it out to somebody who would be interested. And Ashley put her hand up and it was cool. So, that, and, you know, it also assists you know, our audiences and her audiences, it, it lets the song transcend, you know, more than what we're about. You know, it, it gives, you know, um, awesomeness to something that wasn't going to be awesome if I did it, you know. No, it just adds that much flavor to your songs. But, you know, you touched on something, yeah. the musical community. Uh, you know, they, the people don't know that uh, the, the musicians, the best ones, are not stepping on each other. They're singing together with each other. They're collaborating. Yeah. They're getting yeah. ideas from each other. One of my favorite concerts that I go to are the festivals. I, you know, and it takes a lot of pressure off of a single band if they know all they have to do is play a couple of songs and then take a break. Another band will come on, play a couple songs, maybe do a set, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. They could take a break. And if they got to come later in the festival for the afternoon show, hey, they can go off, meditate, have something to eat. It takes a lot of pressure off of a solo band. Then, okay, I I think one of of the best concerts I saw, and I, I know it's totally off of this, is Bruce Springsteen. He went... He went uh, three hours, 45 minutes, kind of collapsed, kind of collapsed, went off stage for about 15 minutes, came back, did another 45 minutes. I was like, I have to go to school tomorrow. Uh, You know, this is 1984, you know, but I was so happy. That, but he played for oh my! It, it had to be over four hours. It it really was. But um, wow, you know, but to, to have one band do that, 
it's a lot of pressure uh, to 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 be put on one band. I mean, do you like festivals or do you like you know playing at a club? What's your what's your go to? Yeah, man. What's my go to? We we play anything. We we also do you know we do a, a full rock show which we love, but we also do uh, what we call our bare bones sessions and and. That's where we just sit on a bunch of acoustic guitars and do acoustic variations of our song. It's kind of the other side of the itch that you scratch, you know. Um, but uh, anywhere where there's an audience participation, anywhere where there's people singing back at us, you know, anywhere where there's someone that you can teach the lyrics to your song so they sing back at you, I like, you know. Um, I love an intimate room. I like a small room where you can see eye to eye with people and you can, you know, you can see that they're singing. You can almost lip sync, you know, you know or, or lip read your own lyrics coming back. That's really cool, you know. And then the bigger stages are certainly awesome as well, you know. Like you're reaching a bigger audience and there's more people having fun and there's a particular vibe in each of those settings. And, man, if I've got a guitar in my hand, man, I'm having a good time, so... Yeah, it's one thing to to be you know in front of fifty thousand of your closest friends and they're all screaming for more and and singing your songs and they know all the lyrics, especially off of the the last album that has all the lyrics on the on the liner notes. That is fantastic, man. They know all the words to the songs. They've been practicing, uh, you know, for to to get you on your show. Yeah, you watch those, you know, fifty thousand people. Yes, you get a good chunk of change. You take that extra cheese home to your wife. And uh, she says, thank you, honey. Thanks for working so hard. Appreciate that. <laughs> but then, yeah, that's what she says. you know, to strip it down, you know, that uh, to do those those close up, you know, those unplugged when extreme did more than words, yeah. you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, my goodness. You know, when, you know, Nirvana did the MTV unplugged. That was a whole thing. And, and just those stripped down, uh, you know, maybe uh, Bowie's got a cajon that he's playing. He does, man. Yeah. He's got a shaker. He's got a tambourine. There's some stuff in there, you know. There's nothing like that to get really intimate. And then afterwards, you can meet up over at the merch table, you know, shake a hand, uh, grab a CD, get a hat. Oh, my goodness. That That is the, ah, you know, maybe sign an arm, you know, or. You know, but uh, yeah, or, or something else, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's rock and roll. Who knows? <laughs> ah, I tell you, I hit a nerve. <laughs> but so, uh, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got a couple of. You cut out uh, of me. Is an acoustic show. You, you cut oh, out sorry. of me. Yeah, go ahead. We got a couple uh, of what? So we're, we're we're headed north in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we're going up to Armadale, which is always pretty crazy. It's wild up in Armadale. We always have a very good time. And on the way back, we're stopping into a little town and doing a bare bones set, so an acoustic set. Um, uh, It's almost really wholesome to come back and sit and do something like that. It's a completely different feel. But, you know, it, it pays for pays for petrol we get a room stay we get fed we get we get paid for the gig puts money in the pocket you know to to stay on the road and uh you know we've we've got to you know be respectful of the venue and what they can provide for us and what we can provide for them and the bare bones stuff you know at the minute really does fill the gap you know so um you know we just do everything we do everything man that's for sure all right let's wind this thing down now for the people that want to keep up with your shows and want to follow you around and become groupies uh you know where's the best place to keep you up to date up to the minute is it the website or is it social media where do the where do you want people to find you (laughs) yeah it'll be social media man it'll be social media that stuff gets updated on the fly when events go up and uh, you can find them all there too. Okay, I found all the links to the Simple Stone. I got the band, I, the the website, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the YouTube, the Spotify, and the Bandcamp. Uh, so I'm going to put those all, all in the show stuff. notes and make sure that people click on those. And uh, you know, hey, yeah. you, you got the Spotify. Uh, you might as well uh, take a listen to to the Simple Stone uh, music and keep it on loop. You know, do it while you sleep. Totally. Yeah, I said it. The other thing is, let's not neglect. Let's go to Bandcamp, click purchase, get some merch. That'd be awesome. There that you would go. support us greatly. See, I wonder about Bandcamp. Okay, that's what it's for. That's the merch pl- place to go. Yeah. Simplestone.bandcamp.com. 
do it do it now okay hey do um, it, please <laughs> I, I was <laughs> finish these things off give, give a few shout outs to people that have helped you along the way and then we'll take this thing home yeah cool so i'd like to give a shout out to rock avenue records usa uh the people good people over there have given us the experience to you know to be able to get our gear you know get our music out worldwide it's been awesome they've been good people uh shout out to my boys you know shanks and bowie they're two good guys you know we get wild and we get quiet all at the same time uh couldn't do it without them uh be like you know a soccer player with soccer team without a goalie you know or you know uh couldn't do it without them uh family they let me do it massive amounts of respect and you know to all the fans thank you so much for all your support thank you for purchasing our uh, our merchandise thank you for keeping our streams up thanks for being our audience we are forever grateful and uh, you are the most important part of our journey so thank you very much well and i i have to give a shout out for you since i've been staring at keese k-e-e-c-e oh yeah you know they gave you a break yeah <laughs> they gave me a break <laughs> We're electricians, man. So if you need to get Sparky, give Keith a call. <laughs> There's a good dude to have around. That's fantastic. Okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, finish this things off with last words for the people. I don't want this to be the last time that we talk. In fact, if Shanks and Bowie want to come on and do a thing, yeah. we could do them, uh, do a thing with them as well. No problem. But um, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I always finish these things off with last words for the people. It could be words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning, or just whatever <laughs> pops into your head at this moment in time. Matt Pogue, Simple Stone, give the last words for the people be good to each other love one another that's my advice be a good dude or do that well there you have it party people matt pogue of simple stone what a cool dude he took his break time to cut to talk to us to talk to us to talk to little old me here in the u.s of a in arkansas <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy about that, man. Matt Pogue, you're a good dude. You're a good dad. You're a good husband. I can tell, man. You're a good dude, and you love your boys, man. Your 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 bandmates. Uh, you know, you take care of them, and they take care of you. And then together, you rock. You rock. And it's man, I I can't get I can't get over it enough. It's very stripped down. It's your your basic rock band that rocks lead guitar vocalist bassist drummer that's all you need a three-piece and a biscuit now why am i i guess i'm hungry i must be hungry yeah so a three-piece band and you bring it i mean i'm watching the videos and i know they go out to a simple stone band uh show they're gonna get what they want they're gonna get what they came for and a little bit more and a whole lot more I suspect. And uh, big ups to, to Dave over there at the uh, the studio for cleaning up that sound and making it sound just right. Man, good studio, good live, and buy some merch. Head over to simplestone.com, dot, uh, simplestoneband.com.au. That's the main site. But Simple Stone, yeah, I know, you said it at the end. I know, I know, Matt Pogue, you said it at the end. Simplestone.bandcamp.com dot com go get some merch make sure they can buy some more equipment because all right even i know all right in the entertainment business if you make a dollar 99 cents goes right back into the business because your microphone is on the fritz because your mixer is on the fritz because you need a new laptop to mix everything down because you need a new drum kit new guitar new bass you need some new stuff because the old stuff just like all other electronics, they wear out. So you need to get some money to this band so they can keep doing what they do. And go see a live show, uh, you know, wherever you are. If you're in this in the in Australia, I think almost anywhere in Australia, they're going to come uh, come to you. But if you're anywhere in the world, maybe even not in Australia, support your local band. That's so you know they, you see that Facebook invite, you see that that flyer on Instagram or Twitter. And uh, you see them doing a TikTok dance because they want you to come to their show. Go to their show. You know, get off your duff. 
Yeah, I know you got the big screen TV with your big movies and your and your Netflix and your Hulu's at the house, but uh, get up every once in a while, go see a local live show. It's important, man, and it'll make you feel good. It'll change your change your mind, change your your mood, change your feeling, change your life. But uh, Matt Pogue, man, good talking to you. I appreciate you so much. I look forward to hearing more from you in the future. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of keysdan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of RadioWhat.com. The music you want is on. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag WhatMakesYouFamous. Follow on Facebook at WhatMakesYouFamous. Follow on Instagram at WhatMakesYouFamous. Follow on Twitter at MakesFamous. And follow on YouTube at KeysDan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash Keys Dan. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keys Dan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What? The music you want with some words to live by. Frame every so-called disaster with these words. In five years, will this matter? A public service message from RadioWhat.com. The music you want.